Section 21 of Holidays at Roselands. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Holidays at Roselands by Martha Finlay. Chapter 14, Part 2. Well, my pet, what do you say to it? Would you like to go? he asked, as he refolded the note and returned it to his pocket. I don't know, papa. It seems as if it would be pleasant, as we are both invited. But home is so sweet, and I am so happy just alone with you that I hardly want to go away. So if you please, papa, I would much rather just leave it all to you. Well, then, we will stay quietly at home, he said with a gratified look. And I think it will be much the better plan, for you are not strong enough yet for gaiety, and it would be very little pleasure for you to be there while unable to join in the sports, and obliged always to keep early hours. But we might have a Christmas dinner at home, and invite a few friends to help us eat it. Whom would you like to have? Mr. and Mrs. Travilla, and Aunt Adelaide, and Laura, if you please, Papa, and anybody else you like, she replied, looking very much pleased. I should like to have Carrie Howard, but of course I can't, as she is going to have company of her own, and I believe nearly all the little girls I am acquainted with are to be there. Yes, I suppose so. Well, we will ask those you have mentioned, and I hope they will come. But there is the tea-bell, and I shall carry my dolly out to the dining-room, he said, rising with her in his arms. Papa, she said, when they had returned to their seats by the study-fire, may I give Mammy a nice present this Christmas? Yes, he replied kindly. I suppose you would want to give some presents, and I have just been thinking how it might be managed, as you were not fit to shop for yourself. As you have not had any pocket-money for several months, I will allow you now to spend as much as you choose, provided you keep within tolerably reasonable bounds, he added, smiling. So you may make out a list of all the articles you want, and I will purchase them for you. Will that do? Oh, nicely, papa, she cried, clapping her hands with delight. It was very good of you to think of all that. The slippers is come, darling. Bill, he foshed them from the city this afternoon, remarked Chloe, as she was preparing her little charge for bed that night. Oh, have they, Mammy? Let me see them, was Elsie's eager exclamation. Chloe went to her room and was back again in a moment with a bundle in her hand, which Elsie immediately seized and opened with eager haste. Oh, how pretty, she cried, capering about with them in her hands. Aren't they, Mammy? Won't Papa be pleased? Then, starting at the sound of his step in the adjoining room, she threw them into a drawer which Chloe had hastily opened for the purpose. Elsie, said her father, opening the door and putting in his head, Why are you not in bed, my daughter? You will take cold standing there half undressed. Go to bed immediately. Yes, Papa, I will, she replied submissively, and he drew back his head again and shut the door. Mighty narrow escape that, remarked Chloe, laughing. If Massa had come just a minute sooner, the cat been out of the bag, sure enough. Elsie made out her list the next day, with the help of some suggestions from her father, and by Christmas Eve all the purchases had been made, and one of the closets in her bedroom was quite filled with packages of various sizes and shapes. The little girl was all excitement, and did not want to go to bed when the hour came. Please, Papa, let me stay up a little longer, she pleaded coaxingly. I'm not a bit sleepy. No, my daughter, you must go at once, he said. Early hours are of great importance in your present state of health, and you must try to put away all exciting thoughts and go to sleep as soon as you can. You will try to obey me in this. Yes, papa, 
i am sure i ought to be very good when you are so kind and indulgent to me she replied as she put up her face for the usual good-night kiss god bless and keep my little one and give her many happy returns of this christmas eve said mr dinsmore folding her to his heart elsie had intended to stay awake until her father should be in bed and asleep and then to steal softly into his room and take away the slippers he usually wore replacing them with the new ones which she had worked but now she engaged chloe to do this for her and in obedience to his directions endeavoured to put away all exciting thoughts and go to sleep in which she succeeded much sooner than she could have believed possible she was up and dressed and saying merry christmas at her papa's door quite early the next morning come in said he and tell me what fairy has been here changing my old slippers to new ones no fairy at all papa but just dear old mammy she cried springing into his arms with a merry ringing laugh ah but i know very well it wasn't aunt chloe's fingers that worked them he said kissing her first on one cheek then on the other i wish you a very merry christmas and a very happy new year my darling thank you for your gift i like it very much indeed and now see what papa has for you and opening a pretty little box that stood on his dressing-table he took from it a beautiful pearl necklace and bracelets and clasped them round her neck and arms oh how beautiful dear papa thank you very much she exclaimed delighted your aunt adelaide thought you didn't care much for ornaments he remarked looking much pleased i do when you give them to me papa she answered raising her eyes to his face with one of her sweet loving smiles i am very glad my present pleases you he said but for fear it should not i have provided another and he placed in her hand a very handsomely bound volume of scott's poems i don't deserve it papa she said colouring deeply and dropping her eyes on the carpet you shall have it at any rate he replied laying his hand gently on her drooping head and now you can finish the lady of the lake this afternoon if you like his prose works i may perhaps give you at some future day but i do not choose you should read them for some years to come but now we will lay this book aside for the present and have our morning chapter together they had finished their devotions and she was sitting on his knee waiting for the breakfast bell to ring when did you find an opportunity to work these without letting me into the secret he asked extending his foot and turning it from side to side to look at his slipper it puzzles me to understand it since i know that for weeks past you have scarcely been an hour out of my sight during the day not since you are well enough to sew he said smiling down at her there was an expression of deep gravity almost amounting to sadness on elsie's little face that surprised her father a good deal all papa she murmured it makes me feel sad and glad too to look at those slippers why darling he asked in a tender tone because papa i worked almost the whole of them last summer in those sorrowful days when i was all alone i thought i was going to die papa for i was sure i could not live very long without you to love me and i wanted to make something for you that would remind you of your little girl when she was gone and perhaps convince you that she did really love you although she seemed so naughty and rebellious the tears were streaming down her cheeks and there was a momentary struggle to keep down a rising sob and then she added i finished them since i came here papa a little at a time whenever you were not with me he was deeply moved my poor darling he sighed drawing her closer to him and caressing her tenderly those were sad days to us both and though i then persuaded myself that i was doing my duty toward you if you had been taken away from me i could never have forgiven myself or known another happy moment but god has treated me with undeserved mercy 
after breakfast the house servants were all called in to family worship as usual and when that had been attended to elsie uncovered a large basket which stood on a side table and with a face beaming with delight distributed the christmas gifts a nice new calico dress or a bright-coloured handkerchief to each accompanied by a paper of confectionery they were received with bows and courtesies broad grins of satisfaction and many repetitions of thank you miss elsie these very handsome very nice just the thing for this child mr dinsmore stood looking on highly gratified and coming in for a share of the thanks an hour or two later elsie's little pony and her father's larger but equally beautiful steed were brought up to the door and they rode down to the quarter followed by jim and bill each carrying a good-sized basket and there a very similar scene was gone through with elsie finishing up the business by showering sugar-plums into the outstretched aprons of the little ones laughing merrily at their eagerness and highly enjoying their delight she half wished for an instant as she turned her horse's head to ride away again that she was one of them so much did she want a share of the candy which her father refused to let her taste saying it was not fit for her when she was well and much less now while she was yet hardly recovered from severe illness but it was a lovely morning the air pure and bracing and everything else was speedily forgotten in the pleasure of a brisk ride with her father they rode several miles and on their return were overtaken by mr travilla who remarked that elsie had quite a colour and was looking more like herself than he had seen her since her sickness he was on horseback and his mother arrived a little later in the carriage having called at roselands on the way and picked up adelaide laura did not come as she had accepted an invitation to spend the holidays at mr howard's where a little girl about her own age a cousin of carrie's from the north was spending the winter mr travilla put a beautiful little pearl ring on elsie's finger which she gracefully thanked him for and then showing it to her father see papa she said how nicely it matches the bracelets yes daughter it is very pretty he replied and one of these days when you are old enough to wear it you shall have a pin to match mrs traveller and adelaide each gave her a handsome book adelaide's was a beautifully bound bible and elsie was delighted with all her presents and thought no little girl could be richer in christmas gifts than herself the day passed very pleasantly for they were quite like a family party every one seeming to feel perfectly at home and at ease the negroes were to have a grand dinner at the quarter and elsie who had been deeply interested in the preparations cake-baking etc was now very anxious to see them enjoying their feast so about one o'clock she and her father invited their guests to walk down there with them to enjoy the sight i for one would like nothing better said mr travilla offering his arm to adelaide while mr dinsmore took mrs travilla elsie walking on the other side and keeping fast hold of his hand they found it a very merry scene and the actors in it scarcely enjoyed it more than the spectators their own dinner was served up somewhat later in the day and with appetites rendered keen by their walk in the bracing air they were ready to do it full justice adelaide at her brother's request took the head of the table and played the part of hostess very gracefully ah dinsmore remarked travilla a little mischievously glancing from one to the other you have a grand establishment here but it still lacks its chief ornament miss adelaide fills the place to-day most gracefully it is true but then we all know she is only borrowed for the occasion mr dinsmore coloured a little and looked slightly annoyed elsie will supply the deficiency in a few years he said and until then i think i can depend upon the kindness of my sisters besides traveller he added laughingly you must not forget the old proverb about people who live in glass houses 
ah replied traveller looking affectionately at his mother i have a mistress for my establishment and so can afford to wait for elsie the child looked up quickly with a slight flush on her face you needn't mr traveller she said for i'm never going to leave my father and you know he promised not to give me away so if you want a little girl you'll have to look somewhere else ah well i will not despair yet he replied laughingly for i have learned that ladies both little and large very often change their minds and so i shall still live in hopes you know i like you very much indeed mr traveller next best to papa but then i couldn't leave him for anybody you see elsie said in a deprecating tone and looking affectionately up into his face no my dear that is quite right and i don't feel at all hurt he answered with a good-natured smile which seemed to relieve her very much tea was over the guests had returned to their homes and mr dinsmore sat by the fire as usual with his little girl upon his knee we have had a very pleasant day papa haven't we she remarked yes darling i have enjoyed it and i hope you have too very much indeed papa and i do like all my presents so much if i should ask you to give me something of yours would you be willing to do it he inquired in a grave tone why papa she said looking up quickly into his face doesn't everything i have belong to you in some sense it does certainly he replied and yet i like you to feel that you have some rights of property but you do not answer my question i can't think what it can be papa but i am sure there is nothing of mine that i wouldn't be very glad to give you if you wanted it she said earnestly well then said he your aunt gave you a new bible to-day and as you don't need two will you give the old one to me a slight shade had come over the little girl's face and she sat for a moment apparently in deep thought then looking up lovingly into his face she replied i love it very much papa and i don't know whether any other bible could ever seem quite the same to me it was mamma's you know and it has been with me in all my troubles and i don't think i could be quite willing to give it to anybody else but i am very glad to give it to you my own dear dear papa and she threw her arms round his neck thank you very much my darling i know it is a very strong proof of your affection and i shall value it more than its weight in gold he said pressing her to his heart and kissing her tenderly end of chapter 14 part 2